Welcome everyone to the Game Ball Podcast. I'm your host Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight are Jenny Aquino and Mark Myers. Tonight we'll be recapping E3 2021 and reviewing our retro light game, Hudson's Adventure Island for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Before we get to all that, what have you guys been playing, Jen? It's been a month since we last saw you. <laughs> so tell us what you've been enjoying. All right. So uh, the reason why I haven't been here for the past month, I was sick. And then also uh, I had a lot going on the weekend before that. So I haven't been playing a ton of games, as one might imagine I would have been over this past month. Um, but I'll run through the usuals. We do have some fun, exciting updates that I know you two will super duper care about in the world of Phasmo <laughs> and Dead by Daylight. <laughs> um, so Dead by Daylight has finally released the Resident Evil chapter, which I have been looking forward to before they even announced it because I was hoping that it would eventually be a thing. Um, and they did finally announce it. So super exciting. This is their fifth anniversary as well. So it's a really great way to kick off their fifth anniversary. Um, it is so much fun playing as Nemesis from Resident Evil in Dead by Daylight. Um, it was a little rough when I played the the player test build uh, when you go through and you kind of test out everything right when it first um, gets released to, to mm -hmm. PC players. So he was a little he was a little difficult to get used to. He has his tentacle attack that comes out of his hand and basically the more that you hit survivors with it, it starts out not going pretty um very far so you kind of have to get right up on a survivor and then when you use the tentacle you slow down a little bit so you have to time it right um but every time that you hit them it infects them so they have to go heal themselves um, or they're like making a lot of noise and they're easy to find um, but every time you hit a survivor you also get a little bit extra length on the tentacle so eventually you can actually hit them if you do it right you could hit them over huge objects which is really helpful in, in a chase with a survivor who's really good at looping you um, and you just have a better reach, so you don't have to time it as carefully. Um, he's really gigantic. He's stompy. He's angry. I heard a rumor that if he catches Jill in a locker, he yells stars when he grabs her <laughs> from the locker. I really hope that's true. I cannot <laughs> confirm this yet. <laughs> Maybe next time I can. It's really um, good. Yeah, he does say stars, though, at the beginning. It's like when you boot up the game, he goes, dead by daylight. And then a little bit later, he goes, stars. It's great. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I'm really enjoying playing the game again, specifically just because of this. Um, there is, of course, way more, uh, what should I call them? Super sweaty players, because there's a lot of people who are coming in, um, to the game just because of the Resident Evil chapter, I think. So a lot of people are, you know, coming from first person shooters where you have to be really intense. So you have all different kinds of gameplay going on right now in the game. Maybe for someone who's brand new, it might be a little frustrating to be tunneled and camped and all that good stuff. But I'm still having fun with it. And hopefully everyone else out there is, too. I feel like this was a really good decision on their part. Um, now, Jen, do you think people are falling off of, like, say, Modern Warfare and uh, like Apex because they haven't done any updates and this is still getting updated or is this because of twitch streamers what do you think is I causing th the influx of tryhards mm, that's a really good question i think that dead by daylight is honestly becoming like a twitch rite of passage for a streamer um 
where somebody is going to start streaming whatever. And then if they're into anything that's even similar to Dead by Daylight, I feel like eventually they get exposed to this game and they realize how popular it is. So they kind of, not to say everyone's jumping on the bandwagon in that sense, but I feel like it makes a lot of sense for for Twitch streamers, like I said, if they're interested in it even a little bit, to give it a shot. Because of its popularity, I think Twitch and streaming has a lot to do with the reason why it's, you know, five years in and it's still being updated. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously, you know, their licensing is really great. So they've made some pretty good decisions partnering with, um, like we said, Resident Evil this time. We had Silent Hill. Um, we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you have Halloween, you have all these really cool, um, Scream, you have all these really cool licenses that are in it too. So for someone who really appreciates horror movies, um, that's an extra draw. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I definitely can see some people transitioning into this game because they have a horror background or an interest in it. And maybe like you said, some of their other FPS games aren't really updating and there's nothing really, um, like fresh at the moment so they're kind of you know maybe playing dead by daylight and then they're realizing hey this is a lot of fun plus then you have the pop popularity on twitch so it kind of just snowballs into becoming a dvd main um for me i just started out i was watching a really big streamer play it i had never heard of it and then i realized it kind of reminded me of left for dead a little bit because you Mm -hmm. can play either as the killer or a survivor right um and that's that's a reach but (laughs) it kind of reminded me of that I mean, yeah, you can play as Infected in right. Left 4 Dead. And that was one of my favorite game modes in Left 4 Dead. So I was like, I need this game like yesterday. <laughs> and then I started playing it and I became obsessed. And here we are. But I didn't start <laughs> streaming it. I started playing it first. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been fun. It's been a roller coaster of emotions for me, as you guys know by now. Yeah. But um, this was definitely a good move on their part. Hopefully, there's also other things that they put in the game, like they put colorblind modes in there. Um, they changed the struggling instead of mashing your buttons to struggle off the hook, um, or out of the killer's arms. And then, um, for the hook, you have to like mash the button to prevent it from killing you. Now there's like really easy skill checks. So people who have arthritis or other issues where you can't or don't want to smash your button and destroy it, you know, break a controller. Yeah. Save a few (laughs) controllers along the way. Yeah, so they're they're making some cool moves. They're also doing Pride Month currently, which is really nice. They um, had an awesome stream the other day, uh, and they have Pride Charms. So they're they're a pretty inclusive um, developer as well, which is really nice. So yeah, I'm happy. I'm in, I'm in a good place w- with my relationship with Dead by Daylight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's back back to uh, a good place. Yeah, me too. Um, and then Phasmo had updates. So Phasmo came out with two new ghosts, not ghost models, unfortunately. They're the same looking ghosts. Um, but we have two new ghosts, one that is more likely to hunt you while you talk, which if anyone's tuned into my streams, I do a lot of talking in that game. So that's been fun. <laughs> and the other one is more aggressive in the cold temperatures. So if you're not constantly making sure that the power is on, then that ghost is going to start hunting like really fast and it gets really quick in the cold, too. So you can't outrun it. Um, and they also came out with a new map, which is a surprise for everybody. They didn't announce that. They just launched it and was like, surprise. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's currently on the beta. The new house uh, has no hiding spaces except for behind large pieces of furniture. So you kind of just have to hope that the ghost doesn't walk in your direction and like turn a little bit too far towards you because then it'll see you. So it's put a new element of fear in the game, that that map in particular for me. But it's now, been a lot of fun. 
Are you still scared of Phasma or is it stopped scaring you? <laughs> um, I get like an occasional jump scare. Uh, like sometimes the ghost will just pop up in front of you and it scares the crap out of me. Um, sometimes it drops like stuffed animals in front of you out of nowhere and its head's like twisted around and it's just very strange. Um, or you'll hear like ambient noises, like a microwave or something knocking on the window when you're not expecting it. So stuff like that freaks me out. But, um, overall, no, <laughs> I am no longer traumatized in a good way by this no, game, good. but it's a lot of fun still. I'm still in love with it. Still my favorite game at the moment. Um, but yeah, those are the two games I've been playing the most. I've been messing around Minecraft in a friend's server. That's been fun. Um, and then other than that, I really just played the retro roulette game over the last couple of weeks. I've been really busy. So I've been putting all my time into those games for the most part. And then of course, Apex on Wednesdays. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how, how could you forget? <laughs> how about, how about you, Mark? Um, well, there's one game that I think the two of us will talk about together mm-hmm. um, that, that we have played. Um, so I'll leave that for you. Um, I haven't really been playing much outside of, um, uh, I think I got a little bit more into uh, Assassin's Creed 3. I don't know if I'd mentioned that on the last podcast, but you I, did. You did. I have played a little more since then. Um, still the same thing. I haven't gotten out of the Kenwick stuff because that game is unbelievably dull. Um, and the, uh, and the only other game I've really been playing is, um, I, I picked up two point hospital. Um, and, uh, I had that for the Xbox. Um, but now I got it for PC, which it works a hell of a lot better. I was going to ask, is it, is it a lot easier to control on PC? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. it, It, it definitely works a lot better on PC. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that. Um, you know, uh, outside of the, uh, you know, normal going to a sports game every so often. You know, I'm really playing much outside of, you know, the retro roulette stuff. I've uh, just been real busy um, at work. Uh, but uh, and also playing a hell of a lot of the other game um, that we will talk about, which is most of my two weeks um, here. So, yeah, um, hopefully having more as all these games, as we'll talk about, um, seem to be coming out for Game Pass. We may have more games to just um, talk about each week. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's a big Game Pass summer. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I have been playing with my newly put together Mister. Nice. So, for those who don't know, the, the Mister project is a FPGA, which is Field Programmable Gatorade, um, and it they have built out cores for old systems. So, say you want to play a Nintendo Entertainment System game. You can load up the Nintendo core and just pick any game if that you have totally legally downloaded and play that as yeah. if you're playing on a real Nintendo. It's 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 not emulation. It's more like hardware simulation, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So right now they have arcade cores for old arcade games, and they also have NES, Sega, CD, and Genesis, uh, Super Nintendo and Neo Geo and Turbo Graphics. Yeah. There's a there's a ton of other ones, but in our case, those are the ones that people would care about. Yeah. And I, what it's gotten as far as what did they would Turbo Graphics be the furthest? Like I, I want to say that Neo Geo would probably be the furthest or Sega CD. Okay. But there is a PlayStation Core in 
in the works and the Saturn core. So we may see those. I don't know about N64. N64 is really hard to emulate, so we might not see that, but uh, I'm ha- really happy with what it is. I really put it together for the NES because I've been having such a problem trying to stream NES games that I'm really hoping that this solves my problems. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if you didn't watch the stream for Retro Roulette last week, Mark had to stream it the day after because it took me over an hour to troubleshoot my NES setup and it just never worked. So I said, all right, I, this, this is, this is a sign. I clearly need to do something here. So I will be streaming through the mister most likely for any NES games for in the future. That but, sounds about right. But the beautiful thing about it is 8-bit dough makes a whole bunch of like, awesome wireless controllers that can be used with this thing and they're you know i can use a regular genesis controller with that's that's usb and uh wireless and it it works perfectly so it's like everything i want in a retro console yeah and it's always getting updated and i'm hoping in the future i may be streaming neo geo stuff because i now have the ability to do that so Fingers crossed that that will ha- that will be happening soon. But of course, I have to rewire my whole setup to get this thing in there because I wasn't planning on getting any more consoles. <laughs> so it was kind of locked down. So now I need to like rewire everything before before I can truly say it's ready to go. But uh, I was messing around with that a lot. I was playing some Neo Geo games. I was playing some Sega CD games. Um, it was like the first time I ever got like the Lunar games to work on anything. Yeah. For whatever reason, it's always difficult to try to emulate those or get them to work right. But they were working perfectly. Um, I really hope and now I with this, I can now add those into my possible Monday night games as well. So yeah. uh, it would be pretty cool for that. Uh, I've also been playing MLB The Show. My player has made it to the show. Nice. It it this is the I think this might be the first like created character that i've ever lasted this long with the game and i didn't even pay for the game it was on game pass so that just tells me that i can enjoy a game pass game without having to worry about you know oh is it mine forever like it's i'm totally cool with that and obviously um if you have been listening to this podcast for any length of time you probably know what game i'm going to talk about next and that's final fantasy 7 remake intermission and my yeah. God, I am so glad that we were able to get PS5s so we could play this game. Yeah, it was real good. It's so yeah. good. And it's just, it it's so good it being so short. It's only, I don't know, six hours maybe? Six right? hours, wow. yeah. But it's, yeah. Just, it's just more of Final Fantasy VII Remake. And now, since I finished the DLC, I'm going to then now go back and play through Intergrade all the way through. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, we we took two different paths. I just wanted to see the story, so I put it on easy and just blew through it. Yeah. Um, so I was a little less time than you, but just because it was it was ridiculously easy. Um, yeah, without much spoilers, I think this was one of the most worth it DLCs I played in a long time. Probably since uh, of DLCs I've actually played, probably since um, was it the Shadow Broker from Mass Effect Two? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of you know, working into the story um, and getting you ready for the next game. Um, 
yeah, the the whole thing is great. The way they integrate it, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yuffie, um, and her style, um, into the gameplay was was pretty well done. Um, she felt like a ninja. She acted and looked exactly like I expected her to act from the games. Um, she can be at times a little annoying, but I guess she's supposed to be like an annoying dork, essentially. Well, yeah, um, she's she's supposed to be like an annoying little sister. That's essentially what Yuffie is. Yeah, at, because at this stage, you know, there were times where it's just like she would say things and I'm like, I thought you're supposed to be like a covert ninja. <laughs> like chill um with some of the things she would just say in public um yeah and you had a lot of characters going whoa sh-. <laughs> like, oh easy uh, there easy there yeah, killer. yeah um yeah and the um the only thing that's most frustrating i love the mini game um i don't know if we want to spoil it until we actually do our little bit of a spoiler thing um that we may or may not do um but i mean the, i think every i think everybody's seen it at this point I think it was in a trailer, so I think we can talk about it. Yeah, so for Condor, um, which is a reference to the first game, um, this minigame is very good, and I think I had a leg up on apparently every streamer I've watched play it, (laughs) um, because I played through, um, how was it, Uh, Fire Emblem a few times. Um, It literally has a weapon wheel that isn't too difficult to grasp, and it's literally located on the center of the screen under the timer with arrows pointing to, you know, but every streamer that I watch play it got it backwards. Because when you would choose one of the things, um, like for this, they call it Vanguard, but essentially it's sword beats bow, bow beats shield, shield beats sword, you know, and in yeah. a circle. Um, every time the streamer would hit like, like, to put a sword up against a bow, it would say disadvantage or whatever. And they all assumed it meant they had disadvantage. <laughs> Not that it put the opponent at disadvantage. Right. And it was, it was like, it was three for three. I'm like, am I the only one that got this? Like immediately? <laughs> to, to, um, be, to be fair, they don't <laughs> explain it very well. Yeah, but it's right there. <laughs> I, I know. I know I've played the original Fort Condor game from the original game. So I understand how it works because there's a rock, paper, scissor element in that as well. There's just only three or four units instead of like 12 or whatever on this. Yeah. Yeah, But the the good thing about Fort Condor is that the first three levels are you can brute force it enough, even not knowing what you're doing and possibly win them. The only time knowing what you're doing in terms of knowing what the boards are knowing the pieces, knowing how to counter, you know, knowing how to use the materia. The only time that comes into play where you'll get your ass kicked the first couple times is when you play through the final person in the minigame. Correct. Yeah. Which I have not beaten yet because of... Yeah. Because I've played it on normal difficulty, so I didn't... <laughs> I yeah. haven't gone back and tried to beat it yet. Yeah, because he's he's tough in um, in the sense that you have to keep an eye on the whole board. Yes. Um, and not try to just bum rush the the uh, the outpost and the and the headquarters. Uh, there's another word for it, but we'll say headquarters um, for the center one. Right. The you main can't base. just bum rush that. Right. You have to sort of play defense over here while trying to play offense over there, and you know to not have a thing in the air when you know. And it's just one of these things. Um, and it, the first three levels, you can sort of brute force through all that. But it's really well done. Um, I loved it. 
um, you know, they have they have another minigame later on um, that I didn't beat completely because I think I should have had a better weapon at that point, and I had missed it. Um, but I ended up buying it at the vending machine right before the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So I, I think I if totally I go back, forgot, to I new... forgot about that minigame. The minigame, yeah, it's in Final Fantasy. It's in the remake. No, no, no. So... I, yeah, I wasn't being. No, yeah, but we could it. talk yeah. about it. There's yeah. there's another there's another box breaking minigame. Yeah. For Yuffie, which is way harder than the cloud one, because I breezed through the cloud one and this one's way harder. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't think my weapon was strong enough because I didn't have the strongest weapon in the game um, at that point. <clears throat> so anyway, I loved it. I love the ending. I think it's worth it. Even if you don't think you can dedicate the time to try and fight through it on normal. Um, if you're not really about platinuming it or anything, um, I would breeze through it on easy just to see the ending. The ending is well worth it and um, gets I mean, me really excited for the next game. I, I was surprised at how invested I got in Sonon because I'd figured he'd just be like a throwaway character and nobody cares about him. But they were, did a really good job of yeah. making you invest in Sonon. Well, they've done it. I, I guess I could see that being a surprise, but just the fact that they did it with, with you know the other three members of Avalanche um, yeah. In the original game yep. um, made me think that they were going to do more with that character. Um, I, I love that they kept with the tradition where they didn't really hire, you know, top of the line famous voice actors. You know, yeah, so I was confused when I first heard his voice. I thought it was Nolan North. Yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah. It does sound incredibly like him. Yeah, but it is a rather unknown uh, voice actor. And yeah. he did a fantastic job. Yeah, the the most known person I'd have to go through that isn't a Hollywood actor. Um, you know, there's two of them in the original. You know, you have Eric Lindback and and Max Middleman. Um, but they play relatively minor roles. Like all the all the lead roles are are taken by newer voice actors, or in the case of um, remake, actual like TV movie actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see with the characters they have left to fill, um, which way they'll go with it, because these characters were just as good. And probably for Sony, uh, not Sony, for Square Enix, um, you would think they want to save a little money at some point <laughs> in this. <laughs> so maybe not hiring top notch voice actors is where they're doing it. And they're just getting lucky with the with the lesser um, the talent that they could probably pay less for. I shouldn't say lesser talent, but the, you know, the ones that don't require top yeah um so but yeah the end of this game makes me completely excited for the next game which if they keep on their um the schedule with the first game if you take the timeline of um when they took it over from was it cyber connect yes um the next one should be out in 2023 um because it'd be the same amount of time and i would think 2022 could be an option but i don't think they're going to do that um, just because they already have the engine, they don't need to build it from scratch um, for the yeah, next I, one. I, so I think problem, 2023 the, is them. The problem with the next one is how do you open up the world map? That's really the problem yeah. that they're going to face. So uh, we've seen where they're going. I'm not going to yeah. spoil it, but if you, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere if you don't yeah. want to buy the game. We've seen where they're going, and... I'm excited about it. I just don't know where they go after that. That's really the the problem is yeah, where and, do you go after that? And the end of this game makes me 100% know how they're opening the second game. 
Oh yeah, I mean it's very obvious. Just like, because, just because of uh, the way they have to tutorialize in new people, um, yeah. the place to start is completely obvious. Yeah. Um, and the, the end of this game only solidifies that I think that's how the next game is going to open. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting um, what they do. But that's why I said because the idea I had in my head is that if they're making only three episodes, let's say. Um, which they could be making more, but three seems like a good number. Uh, so as of right now, I think they're going to continue this um, mainline story intermission, mainline story intermission. I feel like that's how they're going to go. Yeah. I feel like you'll get Final Fantasy Remake Part 2, and then you'll get Part 2, whatever, intermission. Yeah. I think that there, I, I feel like that is the only way you can do it so you're not waiting forever for the next yeah. For the next part. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and I'd be okay with that. I'm not, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against it. And I think, I think having three games with the intermissions in between will be fine. Um, because if the timeline sticks right, the third game should release in 2027, which would be the 30th anniversary. Which I imagine they're not going to want to shoot for that. And yeah. I would also imagine they would do some sort of special box set. Like, yeah. Get all three games and the yeah. DLC for $99. I have a feeling that the original Cyber Connect game was supposed to come out in 2017. Yeah, for the for the 20th, 20th anniversary. Yeah, everybody yeah. was hoping that was going to be the case, but obviously that did not happen. Also, uh, if you're interested in this subject of the uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake game in general, uh, Matt McMuscles did a very good video uh, on it with maximilian dude who's also yeah. a big twitch streamer and a huge final fantasy fan so go check out that video it'll explain a lot about the background of this game and why it took so long to get made and the bumps along the way so yeah i'd say go check that out yeah. obviously we both love this game and can't wait for part two so we will get the gushing out out of the way now so you don't have to listen to it for three you know three more episodes yeah and um we'll move on to all of the stuff you guys are actually here to hear about which is e3 2021 yeah and since mark is our e3 correspondent for this <laughs> this yeah. year he's going to kind of lead us through this and we're going to just discuss high points low points and you know who we thought i mean we always it doesn't really matter but we always like to say who won e3 so yeah uh so we'll we'll get through that and we'll yeah, get to so. our our uh, the rest of the show yeah so um I think the easiest place to start before we just start jumping around is the probably the most surprising um, thing for me is that um, the Jeff Keighley uh, Summer Games Fest, which was the first thing to take place, um, was so much better than it had any right to be um, <laughs> in him pulling a lot of things together. Um, like just we'll talk about the big thing at the end. Um I might be the only one really interested in that amongst the three of us. But, um, you know, it starts out, it has, you know, it, it gets the Gearbox announcement for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, um, which seems to have a, a Hollywood cast, apparently. Well, um, I'm wondering if it's going to be a tie-in with the movie. Yeah, so it's like Andy Samberg, Wanda Sykes, Will Arnett. You know, Ashley Birch is there because she plays Tiny Tina. Um, but And I guess she's technically a TV actor now. She's on that Mythic Quest. Um, show but um yeah and then surprise announcement of metal slugs tactics um which they didn't it, it essentially the 
everybody I watched and myself when I was watching it live did when this um, first popped up. You're like, oh, man, this looks like a, a Metal Slug Tactics game. Like, oh, pretty cool. And then it just pops up, Metal Slug Tactics. I'm like, oh, they just called it the thing. <laughs> they, didn't, it, they didn't try for any weird naming they didn't, do the, they didn't do the square thing and yeah. call it triangle strategy game or something crap, yeah. some crap. Yeah, then the, the only other three major things to talk about, um, you know, they had uh, Among Us is doing this huge um, expansion, like, um, you know, over the next year, like roadmap stuff. You know, there's new like new modes like hide and seek. They put all these colors, which my favorite one was banana. And it's just a it's you <laughs> with a banana on your head colored like a banana. Yep. Um, but it's called color banana. Um, they're making a new map, you know, new like I said, new roles on the ship, new mini games, stuff like that. So it's nice that they finally got the money in this last year to be able to expand more um, deeper than, you know, they had previously. Um, and then probably the two strangest things that came out of it. Um, I'll start with the one. Um, uh, did did Jeff Goldblum know what show he was on? I don't. <laughs> I don't I know if so. he. I don't. I don't know that he knows where he is ever at this point. Yeah, he was. It was funny. I'm not saying that it was like cringy or anything, but it was. It's just. It's just Goldblum just going. I got the thing on the screen here. I'm gonna read what's there because I need to make sure I get it right. You know. In, in in all of this Jeff Goldblum weirdness. Um, so they announced Jurassic World Evolution 2, which, if I remember correct, uh, Evolution was a park um, builder. Sim yeah, it's kinda, sort of it's thing. It's kind of like a roller coaster tycoon or a zoo tycoon type yeah. deal. And then my favorite uh, non-Elden Ring trailer um, was the Death Stranding director's cut thing. Um, just for the sheer fact that Kojima got interviewed beforehand and somehow compared his creative process to um, the change in his creative process to the way creators had to change their processes after 9-11. And I didn't, I didn't get what he was talking about. Like that maybe, and he basically called himself like Nostradamus, essentially. He was well, like, I, I got to watch what I predict in the future. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he kind, of did, he kind of did predict this dumb virus. As, and also he, predicted social media right <laughs> in metal gear 2 so um i'll give him i'll give him a little credit yeah but that that whole interview thing was funny he essentially dunked on himself and saying i figured that i have to make my games more fun uh, <laughs> in the interview so that that was that was funny but the the trailer was essentially the level that you enter kind of looks like shadow moses from from metal gear 1 mm -hmm. um he Opens a box, a cardboard box, and spills out oranges, which for those deep in the lore, the boxes said orange box on them um, from the games, from Metal Gear. So that was that reference. And then uh, Norman Reedus attempts to figure out how to use a cardboard box. And essentially, his character just jumps in it like a cat and then he just kind of sits in there. I was going to say, did he, pull a, uh, did he pull a solid snake and turn it over and walk around in it? No, no, he just jumps in it, squats down. Then jumps out of it and then folds it back up and puts it puts it back on the shelf. <laughs> and then that's the end and it announces that it's a director's cut. So I don't know where they're going with that. If you're going to start for the director's cut, you have inside missions, you know, inside the facilities now or what the hell could be on, on his director's cut there. Because that game was I don't know how someone made him cut stuff from that game. 
Um, and then obviously the big announcement from uh, Summerfest was, um, you know, Elden Ring, which is the next game from From Software, you know, makers of Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, um, all that. And the trailer looks really good. Um, they have you're allowed to have horses in this one. So I don't know how they're going to mix into uh, gameplay, um, you know, but it. It was everything I was expecting that to be, and even a little more. I am, I am excited. I am terrible at those games. I have gotten all the way, like three fourths of the way through all of them, but I've never beaten any of them. Um, but yeah, it's fun. And um, also, no. yeah, real, I'm just looking at yeah, I'm scrolling real. through real fast. Um, uh, they also announced Back for Blood, so I don't know if Jen has that on her list. If she's well, yeah, I also wanted to get Jen's insight into if she has ever played a Souls-like game. And if this is on her radar, um, I have not. I it's kind of on my radar. I kind of want to just see how it looks more, if that makes sense. <laughs> it, I've never played a game like that before, but the trailer was interesting. Um, it, it it is on my radar a little bit. I'll say that much for now. Um, and I know Mark just mentioned Back for Blood. That is on my list <laughs> as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm excited about Back for Blood. Yes. And I think it could turn into another one of our Wednesday night games. For because sure. Yeah. We totally could do that. We've been talking about playing Left for Dead forever, so this can only continue that that trend. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what what did, what did you think of the trailer, Jen? Back for Blood. Um, I thought it's awesome. They make it really obvious that this is Left for Dead. Um, so anyone that enjoyed that game definitely needs to play it. Um, I know they mentioned it has the four player co-op, which, you know, is like the traditional um, Left 4 Dead type style. They have swarm mode, PVP, um, regular PVP and then human versus zombie mode. Um, I think this game is going to be sick. Like I know from friends that I've made through streaming, uh, a lot of people are really excited about it. Um, Like I said, Left 4 Dead was a great game. I think we all love Left 4 Dead. Um, so this, this game is, has been highly anticipated. Um, I know they delayed, they delayed the launch until right before October of this year, which is smart. I want it to be good. I don't want it to be super buggy and like how Dead by Daylight every once in a while comes out with an update and it like sucks and they have to patch it a hundred (laughs) times. Like I want it to be good, you know? (laughs) Um, this game might give Dead by Daylight a little bit of competition, I think on Twitch. I'm I'm forecasting more back for blood and maybe a little less dead by daylight when it comes out. Unless it's not great, obviously, then then that's a different story. But I think it's gonna be great. Hot I'm very excited. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you. I think if it is if it's three quarters of the game that the original Left for Dead was, I think a lot of people are gonna enjoy it. People have been, you know, wanting a Left for Dead three forever. But yeah. I, I think this is going to be the closest thing you're going to get to it. Yep. But uh, I'm excited about it. I'm ready. I'm ready to uh, dive dive back into Left 4 Dead. Yeah, same. Yeah. So instead of jumping from uh, uh, showcase to showcase, I just really want to point out that that Summer Games Fest was better than it had any right to be. Um, I'll just go through the big announcements. Um, uh, the one thing I want to say to Jen, if she hasn't, uh, she should watch the 45-minute Wholesome Direct. She's probably <laughs> going to find at least a dozen games on there. 
I um, didn't watch that, but what you were telling me <laughs> before for a few seconds sounds yeah. great. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially the game Paparazzi. Yeah, I, um, it. It, I literally. <laughs> As, as if you watched my stream of it, I literally was using it for testing because I was in a new location streaming. Mm-hmm. And then me and um, uh, shout out to Dark Poetry System on Twitch, um, watched the whole thing together. <laughs> right. You know, we were the only two. Sh- they were the only one in the chat room. I was the only one, you know, watching it. And it went from 20 minutes of let me make sure the sound's good and all that to, oh, this game's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one. Okay. <laughs> and it and we watched the entire thing. So I, I think you will really like it. Um and the, yeah, it's it it was very, you know, nonviolent for the most part. I think there were some things that could possibly have a little violence in them, but not a whole lot. Um, you know, just just really wholesome games. There's a lot of like slight O C D games where it's like there's an unpacking game, there's a game where uh. you have to put everything in its right spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of them are fun. So check that out if you haven't. Anybody that not really into, you know, violent games or, or stuff like that. There was a there was at least 30 games in there um that all look different like spectrum of, of fun, at least to me, but you might find things that I didn't really care for um in there. So I, I recommend everyone out there to watch it. So let's big announcements. Um Microsoft had a whole bunch of stuff. We'll start off with Starfield, which kicked the show off. Unfortunately, had the trailer leaked two hours beforehand, so um, everybody knew what was coming. But still looks good. Um, people have been ripping apart the trailer, and sort of part of the map in the trailer looks like the map to like part of like Skyrim or mm-hmm. like um, Elder Scrolls. Um, so are they in the same world? Like, what's going on? So, so they have come out and said this is essentially Skyrim in space. Mm-hmm. And also a Han Solo simulator. Right. <laughs> so let's just kick all the buzzwords out there. Yeah. <laughs> but the the main news from it is that it is Xbox PC exclusive. You know, no which, PlayStation. Which mm-hmm. hurts a little bit for PlayStation. But, I mean, the, you have to know that's coming. Yeah. They're, right. they're, they're a Microsoft brand now. Bethesda yeah. is. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they apologize, but obviously, I think the things that were almost done that they're putting out will still be cross-platform. Yeah. Um, like the things, I guess, they already signed their deals with Sony um, for release and all that still have to come out. I don't know exactly what those would be at this point. Probably smaller games, but Starfield was probably part of the negotiation. Is I that mean, they wanted that to be exclusive. I gotta imagine the best way to play Starfield is going to be on PC anyway. Like, Jennifer, yeah. you can attest to that. Oh like, yeah. The best way to play Skyrim is on a PC. It looks infinitely better on PC. Um, one note that I had, if you don't mind me jumping in Go really ahead. fast, yeah, um, it I think it looks really cool, and obviously it's just a teaser what we saw during E3. Um, I really hope that we get some really incredible landscapes and not just barren planet landscapes, if that makes sense. Like. I want, yeah. you know how Destiny has all those different really cool space landscapes on different planets? I kind of hope that that's what they're doing here. Um, because obviously we just saw a really brief glimpse of like a super barren planet. I hope that that's what they're going to do um, yeah. and make it just super beautiful and, and unique. I mean, like, obviously there's No Man's Sky, uh, which exists for someone that's looking for that too. But I hope that they they throw some of that in here because Skyrim is absolutely gorgeous fallout is really really pretty so i hope that they put some of that into this game as well 
I'm yeah. sure they will, but that's that's my note that I had there. Uh, I'm also interested to see if it'll be like like kind of like Destiny where there's magic, mm-hmm. or if it's going to con- it, or and Skyrim if it's going to have magic, or if it's going to be more like Fallout where it's technology. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of the big announcements I was looking forward to that I think we may have mentioned in our episode beforehand. Um, the other one, um, while I was mostly disappointed in the news, um, that came out of the Nintendo press conference in regards to the legend of Zelda, um, still going to get a game and watch. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm a sucker. <laughs> um, was it, they did have the, uh, uh, breath, the, um, the sequel to Z- legend of Zelda breath of the wild mm-hmm. because they're not putting a two on it. So, um, it's probably going to have another, you know, colon something um because uh you know they they specifically call it that in all their material um came out i was slightly um not shocked but did find it kind of funny that most of the stuff in the trailer had to do with things in the sky um you know since they're putting out skyward sword yeah and i I, I um, think i really think i'm sorry to cut you off here yeah, Mark. Right. i really think that they're trying to make skyward swords name like not so crap like that mm-hmm. they want to make make skyward sword seem better than it was yeah which which could happen you know the hd with the modifications with the motion controls out of it if you want them to could make it a better game i mean wind waker as good as the gamecube version was uh, everything i heard about the wii u version where they made it quicker to travel by boat, um, improve that game immensely. Yeah. So um, that's why I'm disappointed in the announcement, because they're not doing anything else for the Switch yeah. outside of um, Skyward Sword for the 35th anniversary. That um, surprised me a lot, yeah. honestly, as well. Yeah, they're doing the Game & Watch, which I'm assuming the technology on the Game & Watch is the reason why they have only the three 8-bit versions um, of Legends of Zelda on there, because, as I think I said on a stream... Or maybe just to you guys um, off off air. There's really no reason. Um, or, or I'm saying they ignore Zelda 2 like it never happened. And and when they usually announce these things, you know, because it was such a different game, they don't really acknowledge it most of the time. So the fact that it's on this game and watch thing makes me think that they needed three games, and that was the only other one that would fit memory wise. <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's like it's like Super Mario 2 US. They never they meant they have taken characters from that game and skill sets of the characters in that game and put them in other games, but they rarely talk about it. Um, like they don't put it into Mario Maker or anything like that. And Zelda 2 is, is essentially the same thing um, here. So um, I was excited. Breath of the Wild 2 um, does look good. Um, uh, some of the new powers that it seemed to have. Um, you know, seemed interesting, you know, being able to chain together the stasis um, like they do with those uh, iron um, uh, spike balls um, and also the one where you shoot up and can go through the ground. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what that is. Um, some of the funnest videos out there um, on this game is the one trying to break it down and saying that you're actually going to play as original Ganondorf. Um that's the one reason why they're bringing out Skyward Sword and only Skyward Sword, so that you remember that part of the story um, uh, before the chaos, you know, whatever happens in, in Breath of the Wild um, there. Um, 
but yeah, that would be that would be really interesting, and that's why they're not announcing the the title of this game because it'll give it away. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I agree I, with you there. Yeah, I don't know if I'm 100 percent on board with that, but there has to be a reason they're not. They, I think they actually said in an interview that they're not announcing it because it'll give away the game. Um, so we'll be on the lookout for that um, since this is probably coming out sometime in 2022. I would imagine it links up with the if they're doing a new hardware for the Switch would be my guess. Um, so, uh, that one was interesting. Um, real no. quick, uh, Square's Guardians of the Galaxy was announced. Um, it looks like it could be a fun game. Um, it looks like what, um, Avengers should have been, you yeah. know, instead of trying to add in the live game element to it. Um, I like the idea of having choices. The change in character looks are fine. They're not as shocking as the Avengers ones. Um, just because I guess... I feel, well, because yeah, Guardians is more about the character than the actor playing the character, I feel like. Yeah, and and the only one that was really, well, outside, you know, Gamora and Drax are both aliens, so right. they could look different. And, and, not and really I mean, so can, so can Rocket and Groot. I mean, yeah. they're not... <laughs> yeah, can, but they, they are already not humans. Like, right. You know, they're not humans in paint or anything like... Right. And, and, Real quick, before we get away from this, can we talk yeah. about the square presser yeah. and how disappointing it was? Now, Jay, yeah. you watch you watched this one live with us. Yep. And we all said in the beginning, like, they're showing a lot of this this Guardians yeah. game. Uh, they must not have anything. And they had nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you see anything in the square presser that, that even remotely uh, it excited you? Uh, honestly, most, most square games are not really for me, I think as, as just like my style of gaming. Um, I was disappointed for you guys with that. It was, (laughs) (laughs) it was great being there with you guys reacting to it, obviously. But yeah, when we were watching the Avengers take, I mean the Avengers, oh my God, Guardians of the Galaxy take like 15 minutes at least of the presentation we were all on the same page, like, uh oh, <laughs> this probably isn't a good sign. Um, yeah. But yeah, there was nothing, there was nothing interesting to me outside of some parts of Guardians. I don't even know if I would play Guardians, honestly. Um, I think it's a game that Dan would probably play or Mark, and then I would decide if it was something that I'd be into. Um, but everything was, it was. As I as I very eloquently said on stream, it was booty. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> it was. was. Disappointing and, and strange. Very strange. Yeah. I, I mean, they had the opportunity to to like to show so much stuff and they mm-hmm. just showed nothing. They showed okay. so the one interesting thing to me that they showed, but they didn't go into any detail, was Stranger of Paradise, which okay. is which is being made by um Platinum Games, who makes, uh, you know, Bayonetta and all and game and action games like that. So it's interesting to me that they're doing that in a Final Fantasy setting, which Stranger of Paradise is a Final Fantasy adjacent game. And the memes that have come out of this game are so good already. <laughs> just be just because the guy shows up and, you know, it's high fantasy and the guy's wearing like a T-shirt and jeans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like what? He's so funny. What are we doing with this character here? <laughs> but what they didn't tell you was you can change, like you can change all the armor and everything immediately as soon as you get in the game. Mm. But they didn't tell you that. They were just like, 
we're just going to show this character with nothing on him and hope yeah. people don't notice. Silly. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, thank God for the internet. So, all right. Yeah. So, so we, can, we can move on from Square. Yep. 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 The um, the only quick thing um, I did like the ad for the new Smash character. Haven't played much of Tekken outside of I know the storyline about throwing people into a volcano. Um, being in there, excuse me. Um, so that got it. So um, I still like that every time they show Sakurai, it looks like he's being held prisoner and forced to make these games. Um, because essentially he had a monitor and three Nintendo Switch controllers in front of him. Um, so it's it's always a very fun um, uh, proof of life sort of camera shot when he comes on screen. Um, he was like literally in like a basement, it looked like. Yeah, it's, like, it's the best. And I love his love for Kirby um, in that Kirby's the only one that survives getting dropped into the volcano in that (laughs) entire clip Um, as he's the only one that survives the other massacre. Um, Yeah. So keeping with Nintendo real fast, uh, the Mario Rabbit sequel looks real good. Um, That game was amazing and a surprise um, at how good it was um, the original. So um, that looks interesting. I just hope it doesn't have the difficulty spike. Um, that the last game had, um, which might turn away younger gamers um, from it. Uh, but the idea that Rosalina is lazy and doesn't want to do anything might be one of the best characterizations <laughs> I've ever seen. And it is amazing. Um, the the only thing about this game that puzzles me is that it's a tactics game where you can freely move. It kind of defeats the purpose of a tactics game. I think so. there's going to be like a length. Like I saw the border, like you could only go so far, but you're not moving in squares. Right. It, uh, which is so weird because yeah. that's a tactics game is you, you move in squares. That's just how it works. But I, 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 I guess it's also in trying for a younger audience. It might be easier to just have them go where they want to go. Yeah, I, I guess as so. long as it's in there. It's Nintendo, so it'll they be fun. What, no they do what they want. Yeah. Nintendo <laughs> can do whatever they want. Yep. Um, my surprise game that I heard a little bit about, um, going into, um, the Microsoft Xbox conference and looked better than I, uh, saw when I read was the, uh, uh, the Redfall, um, the thing from Arcane Studios, uh, which looks like the 4V, you know, 4PVE, four player against vampires. Yeah. It's um, essentially Dead by Daylight with vampires. Or, um, Left for Dead. Or Left for Dead, right. Excuse me. That's what I meant. Um, Yeah. So I heard a little bit about this game as somebody that um, does like vampire lore. Um, That's why it came to my attention. And the fact that Arcane was doing it, you know, uh, got my uh, antennas up a little bit more. Um, And then the look of the game was fantastic. And it could be a game we could use on Wednesdays um, as well when that comes out, Um, especially since it is going to be on Game Pass. Yeah, so uh, we should we should mention, I guess, we kind of did in the beginning, yeah. 99% of the games that they showed yeah. in the Microsoft presser are coming to Game Pass Day 1. I think it was 27 of 30. Yeah, it was most of them. Yeah, I think he literally, I think Phil Spencer literally says 27 of 30. Yeah. Um, and the ones that are obvious that aren't, um, you know, all the multiplayer stuff uh, or multi-console stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then real quick, uh Tom's probably the only one at the top of the hill on this, but Forza Horizon looked real good. I, I like that, it. too. I oh, like that, <laughs> too. I have that starred, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, now, now the, Jen, there's only, before Tom and you go on your okay. thing, sure. there's only one thing I want to do in this game. I want to drive up a Mayan ruin, <laughs> Aztec ruin. That's it. 
I do that, and then we can do whatever hell you want in the game, Tom. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, Mark, they will. You will probably be able to. I know they didn't show it in the the trailer because they didn't want to like deface uh, Mine Ruin, but okay. I imagine you will be able to drive anywhere just like you did in every other Forza Horizon. Yeah, and I also I, like the idea that. The way Forza works, driving through these cities, is like, oh, I swing a cart. Oh, I knocked over this cottage that was built in 1625. <laughs> oh, no. Whoops. <laughs> now, I want to see what interests you about this, Jen, because you're not really a driving game fan, but this is not just a racing game. Yeah. So literally, my first thought on this game was when they, you know, the trailer starts. I'm like, oh, my God, this is such a beautiful game. What the heck is this? And then, of course, I realized it's Forza. And I'm like, holy crap. That just sold me on this game, like just how beautiful those landscapes are. And obviously driving games have a little bit um, and of an easier time with the ultra realism in the landscapes because it's not as, I guess, as much work you'd put into it if you're like walking through it as a character, maybe. Um, but it looks so gorgeous. And I actually, some of the first games that I ever played on PC or even Xbox were driving games because my brother and I shared our console, the only console we wound up having at the time. And a lot of them were driving games that people would either give us because, you know, oh, this is a video game. You'll like this kind of thing. Or like, oh, you guys can play this together and it's not ultra violent. Um, So I think in the back of my mind, driving games are always, you know, like in a special little place. But um, I think this game looks awesome. And it's basically an open world driving game, like you guys said. Which I can appreciate. You know how I feel about open world games. Yep. If it's in a car, that's fine with me. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. Um, I know I was thinking of, obviously, of you, Tom, because I'm sure you were like, you know, flipping out how awesome it looked as yes. well. But I, I would be happy to play this game. I don't know. I think it's coming out for um, for Game Pass, right? This yep. wasn't yep. one of the ones that's Game not, Pass. So. I'm pretty sure it's Game Pass, Xbox, and PC. Yeah. yeah. So. so it'll be beautiful. I can't wait to see it on pc yep and yeah same here i downloaded forza 4 never really played it as i've said multiple times the only racing game that i've played extensively is burnout paradise mm-hmm. um i don't know if that has to do with the fact that a- avril lavigne's girlfriend <laughs> is in that game and <laughs> the funniest thing is playing through that game and just playing that song on repeat because <laughs> it, it it is completely a different tone than the rest of the game and it's just funny um so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see if, if, if this game will scratch that itch um, for me. So real fast, I'm just going to run through a couple games here and you guys can jump in um, with your thoughts on them. Um, they announced the Outer Worlds 2. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be Xbox exclusive and PC exclusive. Um, I hope that for Obsidian, now that they got more money and more backing, that this game will be a little more fleshed out than mm-hmm. the last game, which was pretty good, but spent way too much time on one planet. Um, so do that. Um, another game that could be up for Wednesday is uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, um, which might be one of the things that are not Game Pass um, because it's, it's Ubisoft. Um, so we might have to buy that. Um, but that is a PVE three player uh, game. Um, so and um, the uh, Contraband trailer, the one that was playing the Steely Dan song, um, yeah. if you guys that remember. Um, looks interesting and also a game that we could probably do on stream. I don't know if any of you have thoughts on those three games. Uh, uh, go ahead, Jen. <laughs> I'm sure you have your list in front of you. Yeah, I thought that um, Outer Worlds 2, that trailer was absolutely brilliant. 
Like, <laughs> I didn't even care what game it was at the end. I was like, I, I just respect them for acknowledging that they really didn't have much prepared. And it just the walkthrough of like, and now the lens flares and we're going to see the main character, but only his silhouette because we haven't rendered him yet. <laughs> it was just, it was great. <laughs> and then, I mean, the first like two seconds, I'm like, is this Outer Worlds? And it, it definitely looked like Outer Worlds, but. I really appreciated the trailer. It was hilarious. So I'm on board for this game. Um, like you said, I mean, everyone's been telling me I need to play Outer Worlds, which you I do. agree with. Um, it's on Game Pass. Yes. So, so I do need that. to I do need to get on that so I can be, you know, on time for Outer Worlds, too. But I'm just I'm so <laughs> I, I just love the trailer so much that I just hope more comes out about it, obviously, too. But I I'm excited for it. I think uh, I think it's going to be good. It looks great from what I saw. Yeah, I'm really excited about it too. I I got about halfway through Outer Worlds one. I may go back to it before this comes out just so we can, you know, be on be on top of things for mm-hmm. for our gaming podcast. But uh Mark finished it. He loved it. I really liked the stuff that I had played of it. So I uh, once I get through, you know, my Final Fantasies and my Kingdom Hearts and all that other crap, I'm I'm planning on coming back to Outer Worlds and finishing that because that's something I do. I will start a game, go away from it for like six months or a year, and then come back to it, which is exactly what I did with uh, Assassin's Creed 3. I It's just a weird thing. Because especially with those open world games, so much stuff piles up, and you're like, All right, I just can't handle this right now. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I'm hoping to get back to it, because I really like the, the story and the... Uh, the humor in that game. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. For Rainbow Six, I know you mentioned Rainbow Six. <laughs> I am not actually a fan of Rainbow Six games, but if we were to do it as a Wednesday game, I would be willing to give it a shot. Um, I don't know why, honestly. There's just something about that game that just doesn't grab me, like a Call of Duty or like Halo or, you know, any of the, even Apex. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I've played these other games first and then Rainbow Six is just like, eh, whatever. I mean, Rainbow Six is also like a way slower paced game. Yeah. And it's it's as dumb as it sounds. It's more strategic. Right. Generally. Yeah. 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 And then uh, Contraband to me looks like if it's a heist game, looks like a game we could have a lot of fun with on stream. Yeah. Yep. I'm always down for a good heist. Yep. Yeah. That would be fun. If, If it's just an improvement on the GTA 5 heist. Um, game. I'll be great if it's just an open world game. I don't know if I'm as into it, but the idea of if you're setting up heists and stuff like that, I'm all on board. Um, so a couple quick announcements, and then I'll get into the final things. Um, they're apparently doing a Pirates of the Caribbean for Sea of Thieves Why with fake Johnny Depp in it. Um, <laughs> Why would you not? I guess uh, it's amazing that this game has been out three years at this point. Um, so that's happening. Um. Hades is finally coming to Xbox and PlayStation, um, despite the fact that it, it was game of the year um, to some people or maybe a lot of people. Um, and then uh, my uh, personal favorite, um, you know, they uh, they announced the whole, like we said, 27 to 30 games for Game Pass. But they finally announced my game um, that I've been looking forward to 12 minutes, the time loop game where you sort of replay the same 12 minutes over and over again. Um, you know, so that it finally had a date and comes out. 
Um, and then the other announcement um, for Game Pass was that all the Yakuza games are now on there, including mm-hmm. Game Pass, which I am currently downloading like a dragon right now. Uh, um so i might be able to play through all of them um since i've only played through uh to completion zero uh so that'll make it a lot easier but i want to make sure i have like a dragon because that one's completely different um so the final games that are on here that we might want to have some things to say about um the updates to flight simulator look amazing yes and the fact that they're putting top gun in it fuck yes top gun (laughs) that's all i cared about like as soon as as soon as i heard danger zone i was like yeah are they are they showing top gun right now (laughs) that was cool that was cool and it also reminded me that there is another top gun movie coming out (laughs) yeah i just Uh i just want to load it up so i can try to land on an uh, aircraft carrier yeah that's all i i don't care about anything else i just want to take off we need a report from your dad on how Mm -hmm. it feels to try and land an f-16 in a uh flight setup that he has for this game i will Uh, definitely and i have i have a flight stick too so I'm gonna, but does he I'm, have like a whole chair and pedals? He's got and all the that? whole thing. He's wow. got a yoke and, and that's so cool. And controls and all this stuff. So yeah, it's, yeah. I just want an update on how that feels. That game um, literally looks so gorgeous. I don't blame anyone for building themselves an actual cockpit just to play that game. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say request flyby. Yeah. And see if they say negative Ghost Rider. That would be great if, if their voice <laughs> commands in it. Um, well, I know you can talk to the the towers in yeah. the flight simulator, which is um, what I'm hoping. Like you can say request flyby and see what they say. Yeah, they should really put that in there, right? I mean, you would think so. It's kind of yeah. obvious. Yeah. Yeah. And then you guys, if you have anything else after I say this, feel free to jump in and we can chat. Um, the other big thing was, um, at least for me, um, the the whole new Rocksmith thing looks really mm-hmm. cool. Um, doing it as a subscription service. Um, I had the original Rocksmith for 360 with the guitar I bought, and um, the way it worked on Xbox, which I hope the PC and this thing has now upgraded, um, is that you needed a certain type of speaker system um, for it to work properly. Yeah. Um, or yeah, give I, bad feedback. Um, so but, I I also had Rocksmith, and I could never get it. It never. Yeah. It was always laggy, and I just yeah. I just never used it. So I'm hoping at this point, now that mm-hmm. they're making it a games as a service, yeah, that it would be a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same here because I I did buy a guitar that, that cost a, a certain amount of hundreds um, to, <laughs> to be able to play this game um, that now sits in a storage unit um, because I never learned how to play guitar. So um, I'm hoping maybe I can pick it up and. Uh, do with every good guitar person learns the first time and can play Wonderwall. <laughs> well, um, Mark, if you ever if you ever want to like do this, <laughs> I am totally down for for doing it with you. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, once it comes out of beta and all, we'll we'll check in on it. But you know, that was the that was the last intriguing thing that because the the songs they offered, which is funny that they did actually have Wonderwall on Rocksmith for Xbox. Of course they did. Of course um, they did. The 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 song list wasn't that you know uh, great at least for me someone that was a new guitar person and wasn't like deep into guitars because um, some of the songs were just songs that were great guitar songs and not really very known songs mm-hmm. um, but I'm hoping now that this is going to have so many songs on it that you can find something that you'd want to learn how to play um, so I'm really interested I don't know if there's anything I skipped over that you guys want to talk about feel free um I don't think there's anything specific uh i did want to mention 
that Babylon's Fall that they showed off yeah. looks like garbage. Uh, yes, like it always has. It oh. just looks like crap. I don't. I don't it's not that it, the game looks like crap. Like the game is crap, but the it just looks like a game from 2013. Yeah. I don't. Mm. I don't know how else to describe it. It looks like like a PS2 game. Yeah, it looks bad. But um, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's. I mean, that's really all I got. Jen, is yeah. there anything specific? Um, actually, yeah, this is probably gonna shock you guys. Um, I'm pretty interested in Shredders. I don't know if you guys had thoughts oh, on that. Oh yeah, I forgot that about Shredders. Badass. It, it like, looked awesome. <laughs> and if the music in that game, in the trailer is the music in game, I'm so on board for that. I would definitely play it. And I love how in the end, when they said it's coming out this December, they said they have a good feeling about it. <laughs> like they didn't say it's definitely coming out. They're like, we, we feel pretty good about December 2021. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but it looks really awesome. It looks really immersive. It's it's like everything you'd like in like a snowboarding or like Tony Hawk style game. But I don't know. There's something extra about it that just seems really awesome. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be very cool i'm hoping anyway yeah i mean something so that's something that snowboarding's really missed out on is a skate style game mm-hmm. uh more of a simulator as opposed to like ssx which is yeah ridiculous and outlandish so i think that this might scratch that itch for some people mm-hmm. and i'm i'm pretty excited to see what it's like yeah i think it's gonna be interesting if they have like some kind of like beta or like a demo, I would be interested in playing that and feeling it out. Um, And uh, I don't know if you saw Riders Republic, but that's sort of similar thing, except it has a couple other extreme sports stuff with it. And um, it's Ubisoft announced it's first person, which is weird. Mm -hmm. The first person biking. I don't know if I could do it. (laughs) (laughs) Not from a a motion sickness or anything, but just a, you know, judging when the turn and all that stuff. No, I'd get sick. I would totally get sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I could do the wingsuit thing in that in first person, but just from other games where you're flying in first person. Um, but the bike with the handles in front of you and trying to, yeah, I don't, I was like, I don't know if this is going to be good, but um, it looks like, you know, that's the, that's the, you know, game for people that want to do more than just one extreme sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anything else on your list, Jen? I was excited about the Halo Infinite feature that they did. Um yeah. Oh, we, how did we forget that? Halo, <laughs> I, Halo, I thought that would be on your list, Tom. That's why I, I forgot. Kinda... I, I forgot totally <laughs> about it. Halo Infinite multiplayer is going to be free, which yeah. is for the which first time, great. I think, ever, right? Yeah. Yep. Co-op and multiplayer launching together, which is awesome and free, like you said. And I I, I'm uh, super on board. And yeah. it's coming out for PC day one. On yeah. Game. That's so awesome. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that I don't know if I'm going to love, but I can't judge it yet, is the grappling gun feature. Yeah. I feel I, like Bionic Commando will forever haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. We'll have I don't to see know if it. it's going to I don't know if it's going to work like that. It might be yeah, a, it might be it only brings you up like you can't. Sure. I don't know if you're going to be able to swing from it or. Right. Or what. Yeah. Um, hopefully it, I, I don't, I don't feel as strongly against it as I did about the rocket, the rocket packs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The rocket Halo, packs but... were awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, they showing Halo, it was like, all right, I'm, I'm on board. Let's, let's do it. I'm super ready for another Halo. Cause it doesn't look like 
360 game now. It looks yeah. so much better. And, and the story looks pretty interesting from yeah. what we saw in the trailer. Yeah, the whole Cort- Cortana deletion thing mm-hmm. actually makes sense. Right. Like, in the other games, it was just like, oh, she's a rogue AI, whatever. And right. But this actually looks interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm totally on board. Yeah, we're huge Halo heads, so... Um, we- Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, we got our start in gaming, like yeah. multiplayer gaming from Halo, so. Yep, exactly. Um, how excited are you guys for Slime Rancher 2? <laughs> I think Mark is. I don't give a shit. I, yeah, I like the um, the little bit of the first game I played. Um, mm-hmm. It definitely feels like one of those games that could, you know, you could pass the time doing stuff. Sure. Um, uh, it looks like they may have They've improved some of the um, little slight things that were wrong with it. Um, I can't. I, I remembered them when I saw the trailer, but um, yeah, it looks like it definitely feels like a game that they got to go. Okay, this is what works, mm-hmm. and you know, this is what we need to add, which is very much what I'm hoping for. You know, now that we got a little more money, since people love the game, you know, you know, you always hope that with a, a surprise hit like that was at the second game. It's the one that, that, that really goes forward. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. What what did you play any of the first game, Jen? Or No, I actually had never heard of it. Oh well, I feel like I might have heard the title and just didn't know what it was. Um yeah. but I did, to be fair, I have in my notes, I can absolutely see why people like this game. Because it has that draw that a lot of mobile games have, where like you said, it's like a past the time type of game, but yeah. it has like that organization in it that I sometimes get addicted to in mobile games. Like I play match, like those match games where you match three things and it turns into a bigger thing. And then you match three of those bigger things into an even bigger thing. So it has that feel to it. So I feel like that might be a dangerous one for me. I wouldn't touch it because <laughs> I might, I might regret it. <laughs> we might lose of, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I totally get why people like it. I, I just thought it'd be yeah. funny to mention that one. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's the, it has the thing that I wish was in bug snacks. In that you can like gather the slimes and then see them all mm-hmm. when you put them in the pens. Right. In in bug snacks, you donate um the the snacks that you do collect to the guy that sort of has the farm, but you only see a random assortment of them mm-hmm. um in the farm. You don't see all of them that you've given them. Um so that's one of the things I like about this. And this looks like they're you know gonna expand on that idea. Um, and I love that the, the slimes escape. That that was one of my favorite things in the first game. Yeah. But yeah, the um, they like start building a house to jump out. Yeah. Like a, a thing. Um, so it's uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, this is definitely a Twitch game that I could see being. Oh on yes, Twitch. yes. Um, I had one more thing I wanted to ask you both for your opinion on, mm-hmm. and I'm I don't know if I'll say this correctly. Um, Iuden Chronicle. I don't know hey, if I said okay. that right. Yes. Uh, they had Rising and Hundred Heroes specifically for Hundred Heroes. Do you think that this could be similar to Suikoden? I think it's exactly like Suikoden. Yeah. I think it's they. I think some have said it's a spiritual successor. Yeah, it was the Hundred, right. the hundred Heroes game for sure. It, it it was a game kickstarted by former um, Suikoden devs, so ah, it is Suikoden. Okay. So I See, say, so I'm proud of myself for that because I picked that up from the trailer. <laughs> I want to say they got to Suikoden. Five. Yeah. So this would be I don't I'm I mean, this this is gonna probably be more akin to Sweden in one or two, just judging by the 
art style and the battle system. I'm thinking mm-hmm. it's going to be akin to the, the PlayStation 1 games as opposed to the 3D games that we got later. So I'm on board. I'm super, yeah. super interested in this. And I think they said it was Game Pass, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, think I could so see too. it. So help me in. Uh, and last thing before we move on and decide who won, why does Drax look like Kratos? <laughs> I agree with you. I think he does too. <laughs> it looks just like the, yeah, the funny I... part is those Kratos look like Drax because if Ooh. they went closer to the comics of Guardians, which would have came out before you know God of War, mm. um, I would have to, we'd have to get a comic book historian in. Mm. to see if he Good looks thing we more... know one of those. <laughs> well, I don't know how much he read Guardians, to be uh, honest. When we, were watching, when we were watching Square, and they were going through 100 years of Guardians, he did say, because I commented I didn't really like Gamora's design, and he said that's actually what she looks like in the comics. Yeah. So he might know. He might know about Drax, too. Yeah, so but if yeah. Drax looks like that in the comics, then it, it Kratos was copied off him. Yeah, there's a chance um, he does look like that in the comics. But it's, I don't uh, know. We're talking... PS2 Kratos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not new old man boy. Boy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's Kratos. the best Kratos. I love. I love the Kratos. I need, I really need to play it. I yes. Yeah. And I have not played. Real quick it, so. tangent. Go for I it. I think it's on. I think it's one of the PlayStation games you can download for PS5. It is. It is. Um. Real quick tangent. One of my favorite moments in video game awards history is when him and the kid that played the little boy were on stage. Announcing an award, and the boy had the the kid had the envelope for announcing the winner, and yep. the, the voice actors, and he looked over and he was like, "Boy," <laughs> <That's> <laughs> to hand him the envelope, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's when you know, okay, they uh, they get it, they get it, yep. the, the the voice actors at least get it. Um, All right, so uh, let's go one by one and see who won and who didn't deserve to be there. <laughs> I might have a different for that last one because I watched a lot more than you guys did. Yeah, you you yeah. probably do. But for the mainstream ones for Jen and I, Jen, go ahead. Uh, so starting with who won? Yes. I say by a landslide, Bethesda and Xbox okay. won this year's E3. And the loser. And the loser. Uh, I think I was not impressed by Ubisoft at all, really. But I think that Square takes home... <laughs> The, the last place <laughs> trophy for me. It was just like a big old disappointment. Yeah. So I 100% agree with Jen. Xbox and Bethesda won. Like it wasn't even close. No, not even close. Like Nintendo, everybody's like, oh, Nintendo won E3. I'm like, did you watch? No. Did you no. watch the same yeah. thing I did? They were at least second. Yeah. But Xbox and Bethesda by landslide won E3 this year. Yeah. And Square shit the bed. Yeah. All you had to do, all you had to do was show like five minutes of Final Fantasy 16. Maybe a little bit of the next Kingdom Hearts or something, something there. Yeah. And a little bit of, you know, remake part two. Even if they did something like they did for Outer Worlds 2, where they, I mean, they didn't have to put humor into it, but they could have just shown like a little tiny bit of the landscape and like, you know. Made right. it all dramatic looking just to get people hyped and give you something fresh. But instead they showed 10 seconds of it or not even like five yeah. seconds of, <laughs> of Final Fantasy 16 at the end, like in right. the sizzle reel. Yeah. Like they didn't weird. show anything new. So yeah. I was very disappointed. 
Mark, what about you? Yeah. So obviously the winners, Microsoft and Xbox, just uh, just outside of the games they show, just for the sheer fact that they are going to put so much pressure on Sony with the uh, with the Game Pass stuff that oh, it, yeah. I I can't wait to see the state of play or whatever Sony's going to do soon. They have to do probably in July um, to counter it because it's making outside of your exclusives, you have to get some really good exclusives or come up with a system similar to Game Pass to compete. Because, to be honest, you know, it, especially if they start getting third parties on Game Pass, it, it there's going to be no reason to pick up a PS5, and you can't get any now. So Right. It's, but you can get an Xbox Series S, yeah. which is all you need for Game Pass. And they're Pass. all on PC, for the most and, part. And PC, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, it, they they won just for that. Um, and the fact that all the Bethesda stuff, you know, hopefully there's not as much Bethesda jank now that they have a little more money behind them with Microsoft. I, w- I wouldn't. Um, I, w- I, w- <laughs> I, I still want no, a little bit, a little bit of it, because that's what makes those games those games. But, yeah. you know, don't make them completely broken out of the gate. Um, that's the only thing I hope for um, mm-hmm. with those. Um, but the losers on my end, because I watched a lot more of this stuff um, than you guys did, was kind of a tie um, for two different reasons. Um, uh, it's between uh, Koch Media and um, uh, Gearbox. With their two presentations. Oh, I forgot about Gearbox. Gearbox showed um, nothing, right? They did for two different reasons. Koch didn't realize what an E3 time press conference. They showed something that was more closer to what a GDC would be earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of gameplay and then like a 10-minute interview with a developer. Oof. Um, so the presentation was good. There's a lot of good information, but Xbox did it a lot better in the sense that they gave you the E3 press conference and a week later they did the deep dive mm-hmm. with the developer. Um, Koch did it in the middle of everything, and it was just, it was boring um, with everything else that had been going on. Um, now, maybe I'll go back and watch that, and it won't be bad, you know, out of the hype trains time. Um, but, you know, they lost just because of the style. It wasn't that it was a bad information they were giving. They just didn't, they didn't get it. And it was their first time doing it, so hopefully um, the next time they go around, they do it well. Gearbox. Um they essentially showed the same things they showed for Tiny Tina that had been shown at Summer Games Fest. Um, no gameplay extension, no more talking about it. Just essentially gave the same information. And they spent the other half of the 30 minutes of Randy Pitchford walking around the set of the Borderlands movie, um, talking to Kevin Hart and the other people in the movie. And it was just basically Randy Pitchford on a Hollywood set was most of that press conference. And Which it, nobody wants to see. It was completely useless. Like there was no new information on the movie. Like if they would have done that, it would have been like, here's a new trailer. Or here's, you know, nothing. That was all it was. Nothing new on Wonderland. You know, um, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, no other announcement or anything. It was just it was a useless half hour um, that they do. Um, and then obviously the third award I like to give out because I give it to them every year uh, because they don't fit anywhere else. The Devolver Digital Press Conferences <laughs> are amazing. I was wondering if you're going to mention that. Because you can't put them, you can't compare them to the other two because they literally do a short movie, a short film around announcing their games. And it is well thought out. It is spectacular and kind of insane. Um, kind, you know, of, kind of is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really well worth it if you if you're in on the joke with them. Um, if you if you know what you're in for when you're watching it, 
the first year they did it, it felt like a um, it felt like a fever dream because it was the last press conference at like midnight. The first, like the last press conference of all of E3. Yeah. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was like a fever <laughs> dream. And the rest of them have been great. Um, they they put out great games. They publish great games. So it's not like they're just doing this. And the story behind the reason why that first one happened is amazing. It was because E3 wouldn't let them put on a press conference under the E3 banner. So they just went and did their own thing. <laughs> Probably the best thing that could have happened to them. It's as weird as possible. So it was great. So uh, I recommend if you like a good laugh and see some good games because the Bobbers got some good stuff. Um, I have to look at a list to remember exactly what I saw because, um, you know, it, it, it's one of those you have to go back and go, oh, yeah, that was there. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. But, yeah, it was it was real good. Um, but, yeah, uh, if we're... It, just make a quick comment. I agree with you guys. I think Square had the worst of the main press conferences. I liked Ubisoft a lot better than Jen did. Um, so it was a big, pretty big gap if we're just doing the four major ones between, you know, third and fourth. Um, for me, um, I think Nintendo was pretty good. I would have liked to have known some other stuff, um, you know, about, you know, some more Zelda stuff and uh, just give me a damn vinyl of the orchestra stuff at the 30th <laughs> anniversary. I would have been fine. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just, I want to see, and I'll get your guys' opinion on this before we move on to Retro Roulette. Um, I am very interested after this press conference to see what Sony does. Yeah. Because Sony not being there and Microsoft basically kicking everyone's ass at this, they need something to stem the tide because everything's negative for them news-wise since the PS5 launch. Right. Yeah. Aside from like Ratchet and Clank, that's yeah. That's about the only positive they've had. But yeah, well, I'm not they, saying games. The games have been fine, but ev- the news around the PS5. Right. It's always yeah. been negative, and you're right. Uh, they need to come up with a Game Pass competitor. Like PlayStation Now is not it. It's I just it's just not like the the fact that you have to stream. I don't even know if you you at one point you could download the games, but I don't know if that's still a thing. But PlayStation Now is not not the thing and if it if they're going to try to make it the thing they need to make it a lot better they need to make it they need to like you know make it backwards compatible so ps3 and ps2 games are on it or ps1 games that's the only way they're going to compete with microsoft because right now you buy an xbox series x you can play every game you own already on that on that system and then game pass has new games every month there's just no like there's just nothing that Sony has that can compete with that. Jen, I don't know if you have any comments on Sony. I I am nervous. <laughs> I'm a big <laughs> Sony fan. <laughs> so I, I, I'm in the same boat as you guys. I think they're going to show us more Horizon stuff, most likely. Um, but even that was bad press with the whole Aloy design thing we were just hearing about a couple weeks ago. So I don't know. I hope they come out with something awesome. But I'm a little nervous because, like you said, Xbox and Bethesda kicked ass brought it home so i don't know (laughs) can i just say one thing really fast that i'm really mad that i forgot to mention before yes metroid dread the first Um, the newest metroid game or the in 19 years the first 2d game in 20 years yes yeah freaking awesome yeah look terrifying because you're being chased the whole time with something by something that virtually can't be killed I am so excited for that game. I just had to throw that out there. I totally forgot. Yeah, and <laughs> that was my favorite part of Nintendo. 
And the fact that they kept with the structure and called it Metro 5, Metroid 5 yeah. um, is pretty cool because everybody forgets that Fusion started as Metroid 4, you know, on the opening title screen to that. Right. Um, because that game was released 20 years ago. Crazy. Um, yeah. For GBA? What? That was that was a handheld game, right? Fusion was GBA, I believe. Let me look. I think it's a handheld game. But yeah, all, all of those have been... I yeah, because like. Prime was the was the big main system seller. Yes, Metroid Fusion um, was GBA. Yeah, so uh, we made the comment on the stream that it kind of looks like a phone game because of how clean it looks. So good. You know. Yeah. It, yeah, that's the only downside I had for it was that it kind of looked it it looked too good. If that makes sense, like it's supposed yeah. to be this dark, dreadful game, but everything looks so clean. Like it needs to have some more like dripping stuff or mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't know just just stuff growing over stuff it just looked too it was too bright and yeah like you said clean like kind of reminded me not not mostly but like the i forget what it was called the thing that's chasing you that is like the the big bad guy it it kind of gives me like a portal vibe almost yeah. yeah exactly. it has that like clean white robot vibe about it but who knows, maybe the rest of the what we didn't see in the if anyone caught like the extended playthrough. Um, it looks really good. The gameplay. I'm excited. I'm just interested to see how well they do a Metroidvania themselves yeah. 20 years yeah. later. Now that Metroidvanias are made by everyone. So. Yep. I hope it's I, I'm hoping and expecting it to be awesome because they've been waiting for this, like Mark said, for almost 20 years. So it's got to be good. Right. Yeah. And, and, and shout out to Kurt for giving a for sticking with us through all the uh, E3 stuff and saying that he's super thrilled about Metroid. Yeah. But uh, I think that's going to cover cover it for E3. We There's a lot of news. There's still more to come, but uh, it's exciting things to come for sure for next mm -hmm. year and the year after. But it's time to move back in time for Retro Roulette. This week we played Hudson's Adventure Island uh, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And for those of you who don't know, uh, this was kind of there was this is a weird game because yes, it's a clone. It's not a clone, but it's like the there's two games that are the same, but they're totally different in the same way. I I need to I need to look this up because it, there's a whole thing of why it's called Hudson's Adventure Island. And Mark, I don't this is one of your favorite games. So I don't know if you know know more about this than I do. No, probably not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's a action platformer that has a very interesting, um, I don't mechanic. So you have to constantly move, or mm -hmm. else you will. You need to constantly move and collect uh, fruit or food, or you will r run out of your energy and you'll die. So okay. So this is there's adventure. Um, Adventure Island and Wonder Boy. That's what it is. So Sega made an arcade game called Wonder Boy, uh, which Hudson had partial rights to. So they took that game and just changed the name and the sprites. And it's now at Hudson's Adventure Island instead of being Wonder Boy and Monsterland, which are it's essentially the same game. Yeah. So that's why it's called Hudson's Adventure Island. And it's the same as another game you may have played. Uh, but I know we were just talking about games being too bright. My God, this game is bright. <laughs> That's the first thing you notice is how bright the colors are in this game. And it, I guess it, it, it kind of is a good thing because it really pulls you in for a super old game. This, this was 
uh, it came out in 86, I think. So it was right around the time that the NES launched. So very early on in the in the NES's life cycle. All right. I'm going to do it again because it, I got to do it every time because Jen did not own an NES. What did you think of this game, Jen? I really liked this game. <laughs> I am really surprised. At I that. know. That's why I tried to make you think <laughs> I was going to say something else. I yeah, I I think when you guys first told me about it, you pretty much said, like, I don't know how you're going to feel about this. Um, so I kind of went into it like, eh, we'll see. I thought it was really fun. <laughs> I don't really know why exactly I liked it as much as I did, because it's pretty simple. Um, I did not pick up on the fact that you get hungry, like you have the hunger bar. Because I know I messaged you guys and I'm like, I think someone must have like messaged me or something. So I I, pa- I didn't pause the game. I just stayed in one spot because I noticed nothing was coming at me. Mm-hmm. And obviously the hunger bar must have run out at some point, And then I just like died. I was like, what just happened? So I didn't know about that. Um, I guess like my biggest takeaway or negative sort of negative about the game is like, you're kind of on your own figuring out stuff like that. Like I didn't really. Like it, I'm sure I'm sure that this stuff is mentioned in the, the manual. Right. None of us that's have the that's manual. fair. <laughs> I'm sure. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I felt like I was a bit on my own figuring out that kind of stuff. Like I, I didn't pick up on the hunger bar. I found out very quickly you can't jump on enemies to kill them. That doesn't exist in this game. That's why you can have I to just it. yes. Can I just tell you actually I'm sorry, I made a mistake. My biggest negative of this game is the fucking skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that skateboard so much. I I yep. did not make it past the third level. As Mark actually, I think you said something similar. I've never made um, it past that level. Yeah. I hate that skateboard so much when you get to the second level it is almost impossible to avoid that stupid skateboard egg and it literally costs me a life like almost immediately in that in that level it's so irritating i don't know if you if you guys like the skateboard or if it comes in handy at some point i hate it i think it's terrible love the hatchets love the little fairy um it's really fun though other than that (laughs) i think it's really fun it's one of those games where um, you definitely have to, I think Tom, you had mentioned this to me off, off podcast, off stream, you had said, you know, it's, it's something you kind of need to practice a little bit. And then you start getting a feel for how to get through the level without messing anything up. Um, and I think that's kind of the way most of those games were back then too. You just had to play it and then you got through the level without any problems. So, um, it was fun. I think it's easy to pick up. Uh, like you said, it's very bright very colorful it's it's very unique it's it's a little weird but in a good way um i don't know it's it's it was a lot of fun for me it was a little not frustrating in a bad way but it just made me want to try so hard to get through to try to get beyond that third level which i unfortunately have not at least yet um but i really enjoyed it i had a a lot of fun playing it and i was surprised because i didn't expect to like it as much as i did I'm surprised too. I did not expect yeah. you to like this game. I thought you were going it's, to hate it. It's an addicting <laughs> game. Yeah, it's addicting. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I agree. Uh, Mark, I'm going to let you go last because yep. you have the most background with this game. Uh-huh. But there's a couple of things that were kind of a negative for me. Uh, I don't mind the skateboard. I mind where items are placed. So if you have played Donkey Kong Country or Super Mario Brothers 1 or 3 or Super Mario World even, there's a rhythm to those levels where 
things are, how you jump on enemies. This game does not have that rhythm. And it's hard to explain, but say you're like just riding along on the skateboard and you jump. If you make a jump at a certain time, you should, and you see an item, you should be able to jump and get that item and Mm -hmm. land safely. That does not always happen. Right. A lot of times they'll set you up that you think you can do that. And then you just run right into a boulder or something. And it, that kind of frustrated me a little bit because so other games have done it so well. And I feel like since this game is kind of more of an arcade game, they set you up to fail on those things. And it kind of frustrated me a little bit until I figured out that, oh, I can't go. I can't just go full speed ahead and just jump at the right times. You kind of have to stop every once in a while and and try to get certain items if you need them. But hmm. yeah, it that's my main problem with this game is that it's hard to adjust when you're used to games having a specific rhythm that it wants you to follow. Because this doesn't have any of that, yeah. which is weird to me, I guess. But I did make it past the third level, Ooh. but not much further. I think I made it past yes. the fourth level, maybe. That was about it. Yeah, you made it to the Dark Forest, which is, I believe, the fourth level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was tough, but... Yeah, yeah, we watched the uh, the Taz, the tools um, speed tool, run, tool assistant speed, speed run, run yeah. of it, and it just it's ridiculous what they start. It's essentially one of those games that they just start throwing more enemies at you instead of changing any of the mechanics. Yeah, which yeah. makes it incredibly difficult. Yeah, but Mark, you, this this is one of your all time favorite games. Yeah, so I have three games that. Um, I played so much as a kid that nobody else really played um, that I just have a fondness to and I will play in half hour hour spurts no matter what. You know, I, I'm always down to play it. Um, it's uh, this one, uh, Hudson's Adventure Island, which I've only played three levels of it in my whole life. Um, but I constantly play them and the music and all that is stuck in my head. Uh, a game called Amagon. Um, which is just as weird as Hudson's Adventure Island. <laughs> and um, the uh, 50, I think it's a 50th anniversary for Bugs Bunny game um, that I played so much as a kid and will always play the first few levels because I know them by heart. But specifically with this game, um, my favorite parts, I love the skateboard in the first level because I got really good, as you could tell on the stream, once I started getting back into the rhythm. Um, of completing that level with the skateboard. Um, I've never completed both levels with it. Um, I almost did on stream um, with it. Got about halfway through, I think, to about either three or four um, of the little markers um, for that level. Um, But I like that. There's also some ones you didn't get to see. Um, I don't know if you did. Sometimes those eggs, when you go, that you jump and they appear, one Mm. of them is like milk which I'm not exactly sure what that does. I think I've it refills. Seen, I saw the milk one, but I have no idea what it does. I think it yeah, refills. I, I think it fills your hunger meter full or something. Um, and then there's another one where if you get all the eggs, you'll eventually get a fire instead of the axe. Hmm. And it goes through multiple enemies. That's um, helpful. Yeah. But I've only seen that a few times, hmm. like through my playthrough. Um, but yeah, it, this game is, it's one of those games that may not be great, it definitely falls on that list. I've said it a million times on this podcast. There are always two sets of lists for me in particular of games. There's the best games I've ever played. And then there's my favorite games that I've ever played. 
And there are some games that cross that list, and there are a lot that do not. Um, <laughs> because when I say favorite, I mean the game that I will pick up no matter what. If someone just goes, hey, you want to play this? I will always say yes and not even think about it for a second. Those are most of the top ten on that um, on the favorite list. And this was probably in the top three of games that I will just play and play and play. Um, it's real fun. Make sure you look up Hudson's Adventure Island. Because you will not find it without the Hudson in the front. If you're trying to find it a completely legal, normal NES cartridge way um, <laughs> from your Uncle Vim, um, <laughs> make sure you look under Hudson um, for it. But And the story is friggin' insane. It's probably laid out in the instruction manual. You're, I think you're going to save either your wife or your girlfriend. Yeah, I think it's your kidnapped. girlfriend. Um, and, yeah, it's just... It's just it's a relic of that era of the NES where, you know, it's 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 still leftover arcade game. As you mentioned, it's sort of a ripoff of one. You have a score, you know, you collect those that uh, that uh, like vase that has a face on it that gets you extra points, um, you know, just to have that tick up. I love the speedrunners do it to where they don't get that and they have the least amount of hunger possible to finish so that the end screen goes faster. <laughs> um, so it's always fun to watch that but yeah. uh yeah i highly recommend this game um you will as jen found out you might look into it thinking oh, i'm not really gonna like this and then you'll get addicted to at least those first two levels and the music i yeah. love the music because you just you just want to get better at it yeah you i just wish good. i just wish that this game let you refill your lives for each new level that you entered i know that takes away the difficulty some of the difficulty but i was a little disappointed <laughs> i'm like it's okay that i have one like no lives left going into yeah. this level two i'll be fine yeah the, the good thing about a completely legal way of playing it um is Safe that dates. if you ever if, yeah if you ever get to the uh, a level like i should do this more often but when you get to the third level with full amount of lives you should save state there mm, um yeah. and then keep trying to beat that um level and right. then keep safe stating it as you advance to try and beat it um which is the way that we probably we would have probably beat um, buy out a commando and not the completely crazy way that you beat it legitimately um uh which i don't remember if you did but i seem to think i remember you doing it the legit uh, way mostly legitimately <laughs> was it, not a hundred percent i what? did have to save it every once in a while but it mostly legitimately i will say i did beat it yeah. we'll just say if i remember correctly the the saving points came from when you had to stop playing yes more Essentially, than... yes. Um, there was one I can't remember now. There was one level where there was a ton of jumping and swinging. I forget what part that was, and I did have to save it there. But most of the time, it was because I was stopping. Um, but I played that game so much, I got you know, like I was saying before, you get so used to a level, you can kind of fly through it really fast because you you have it down, like it, it becomes memorized. Yeah. That game, that became the thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> that weekend, I was hellbent on beating that game. And you did. Look at you. All right, let's 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 give Hudson's Adventure Island a score. Sure. Jen? I'm going to give it a three out of five, just because, although I really, really liked it, there are some things about it that aren't amazing. So I feel like that's a fair score. I feel like it's a fair score as well. Mark, how about you? Yeah, so I'm a four out of five. It's not a perfect game. Um, I, uh, one thing I'd rather mention in my review of it, I found something I never knew about in the game when I streamed it, that it has that little secret 
area in the oh, first yeah. level yep. um, that wow. I never knew was there. If you stop at a specific point, a thing will come lift you up and you get extra points um, if you can do the jumps across the springs correctly. Mm. Um, that I did not know about in my 20 plus years, 30 years playing this game. Um, did not know that was there. And thought I had fucked up the game somehow um, when it first <laughs> happened. You can watch it live on stream. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mark had no idea what was happening. Yeah. So, um, yeah, four out of five. Um, just because I see the flaws in it. It's not a perfect game, but I do highly recommend it. I am also going to go three out of five, just because of the things I said before. The the lack of rhythm really messed with me while I was playing it. So, if you can get over that. I think you'll enjoy more than I did, but uh, for me, three out of five. So overall, pretty good game. If you enjoy a good action platformer from the NES days, check out Hudson's Adventure Island. But now it is time to spin the wheel. Okay, this is going to be interesting. So, Jen, you're going to hate this. Oh, God. (laughs) This is a really obscure racing game for the playstation one it's called rc to go rc to go like to go meal no like to go like (laughs) d-e-g-o so it's like it's it's essentially rc pro-am but on a place playstation it's it's the same isometric style racing okay and you can upgrade your car and all that other stuff um but I'm I'm interested to see what you guys think of this game. Boy. This this is a super obscure one that no one has ever heard of. I think I've heard of one other person talk about this game. So tune in tonight to watch me play RC to go and hopefully I won't be terrible at it because it's yeah. been a long time since I played it. Well, the fact that you said it's like RC Pro Am gets my intrigue up. Yeah, Mark, you I do, actually do like you that do game. like RC Pro Am, so you might like this. So yeah, we'll see. I, as I said before, it is the one is one of the reasons I picked up the rare replay. Yeah. So it's super Japanese too, by the way, this game. So Jen, you might like these things. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. You were interested in Forza Horizon, so anything right. <laughs> is on the table. Yep. True. All right. So if you are listening to this the day it comes out, check out the stream tonight at nine o'clock. I will be playing this on air and seeing how far I can get in it because it's got a very long campaign. So check it out there. And before we get out of here, uh, Mark, do you want to let everybody know about our family of yeah. podcasts? Yeah, yeah, it is about family. Um, <laughs> so we have our D&D podcast, uh, Stranger Damies, uh, airs every other Wednesday. We should have a new episode this Wednesday. Um, I apologize that it's been two weeks or three weeks. I accidentally did back-to-back episodes, um, you know, you know, one after the other in a week. Uh, so this gets us back on the same track so that I can keep track of how far we're ahead um, in terms of, of sessions to audio podcasts. Um, so we'll be back on track this Wednesday. Uh, you can find it wherever you get podcasts. Um, we're on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Stranger Amy's. Uh, we stream on twitch.tv slash gameballpod. Um, every other Friday, there will be a session this Friday. So be on the lookout. Um uh, we will be, um, I think you guys are arriving in a new town. I believe so at this point. Um, I forgot if you guys are still on the road or you got there yet. Um, but, uh, new interesting adventures coming up for hopefully the next month or so, um, that you guys are there. 
Um, well, probably since we're doing every other week, it'll probably be a couple months um, in there. But um, I am excited. Um, and then we have our uh, movie podcast, They Call This Movie. Um, airs every Thursday. You can find it on Instagram and Twitter at TheMainDamie. com is where we keep all of our podcasts, including this one right here. Um, so you can watch it um, there. And you can also um, read any writing or anything else that has nothing to do with podcasts that we do put up there. Um, it is a one-stop shop for everything we do. And uh, Jen, uh, what's streaming like on this channel? Um, so I know we mentioned Mondays are usually either Retro Roulette or um, it is currently Retro Mondays with Tom where he plays through Suikoden. So if it's not Retro Roulette, please tune in for that. Uh, Tuesdays are consistently a day off for us. Wednesdays is uh, where the three of us get together and we play Apex, which we like to call Apex After Dark. It's a lot of fun. We're getting better. We're going to get that win eventually, so you should probably be there for that because it'll be monumental. <laughs> um, <laughs> then Thursdays, uh, sometimes Dan starts out playing some Breath of the Wild. We have it in a few weeks, so he has to be- get back on that. But um, if Dan does not start out the night playing Breath of the Wild, then it will always just be Mark playing Paper Markio, usually around 9 p.m. Um, then Fridays is either going to be us recording this podcast typically. So it'll be a stream day off or we are, as Mark mentioned before, uh, live streaming stranger damies on our Twitch channel. So please be sure to check us out. If you have not yet, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Saturdays is going to be mass effect with Mark, which is a new stream for us on game vault. So, uh, definitely check out that as well. And then Sundays is usually Dan's um, Breath of the Wild day, which we like to call Dan of the Wild. So uh, at some point on Sunday, he likes to stream that. The last couple of weeks have been really busy, so he hasn't been yet. But I think this week coming up, hopefully we can get back on track with that. Yeah, but just to jump in, one of my favorite things I've done on the Mass Effect stream, which I did on Saturday, um, was I got to hang up on the council, which was (laughs) awesome. They said they said something I, I was able to I could have hung up the first time. but I was like, let me go just a little longer. And then I said something snarky back to them. And then they said something snarky to me. And then I just said disconnect. And I was like, all right, I don't need this. Click. And Joker was like, oh, OK. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Mark's yeah. doing a renegade run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a big dumb idiot, which means I don't do many of the investigates um, yeah. on the side. Um, so I probably will miss some side missions and things like that. Um, but yeah, that was the most fun part when I saw that option. I'm like, I'm going to disconnect at some point in this conversation. <laughs> um, but I wanted to get at least a little bit story in for those watching. But yeah, the, the oh. second time felt perfect. They said something real shitty to me again. And then, <laughs> like, and then I, I uh, and then I basically put space racist Ashley Williams in her place. Um, when she said, should we let these aliens walk around our ship? And mm. I was like, shut up and do your job. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, All right. I, I'm I'm liking the stream so far. I hope we can get a set of time to where um, you guys can be around or more people to watch our streams can be around because it was just me and Jonathan for like a half hour and then some random person named Callie oh. uh, showed up uh, but left immediately because apparently I may have not been talking enough. <laughs> yeah, we we gotta we gotta get you set up so you can see see chat. <laughs> no, I have chat. I I set it up so I could see it, but meaning I wasn't. I was just playing the game and making oh, comments you here and you, there. You weren't reacting enough. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, that makes more. All right, so before we get out of here, I'm going to mention that we are an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. If you have a need for any retro uh, controllers, accessories, cables, uh, memory cards, pretty much anything you can think of, 
check out Stone Age Gamer via the link in our podcast description. Uh, anytime you use that link and purchase something, it gives us a little kickback and helps us make these streams and podcasts better. So I want to thank everyone for hanging out and listening to our E3 recap. Uh, lots of stuff coming up in the future that hopefully we'll be uh, talking about and playing ourselves. So for all of you out there, be nice to each other, stay safe, and for Mark and Jenny, I'm Tom, and we will catch you guys in the next one. <laughs>